Hey guys, Jackie Sinclair here. Welcome to Not Just a Mama Podcast. Welcome back to Not Just a Mama Podcast. My name is Jackie Sinclair. This is episode six. And welcome to all of my new listeners. And welcome back to all of my returning listeners. I'm so glad that you are tuning in today. This is a popular topic that I'm going to talk about today. It's it, We're going to explore my business, what it is that I do, and kind of answer some of the very frequent questions I get um, in my inbox through emails, text messages. And I know a lot of my friends, they, they kind of know what I do, but I don't know if they actually know what I do. <laughs> and I know that I am in the online community quite a bit. And a lot of people there are constantly asking, what do VAs do? What do social media managers do? How does this work? And how do you make money at it? So I'm going to take you through all of that and give you all my experience and insight. And like I've said before, I am super honest and transparent when it comes to this kind of stuff. When I have somebody who writes in and asks me questions about, you know, how I started or how I found this, how I've been able to sustain it. I'm very transparent and honest with them. I tell them all the nitty gritty, but I tell them all the awesome perks and pluses of what it is, you know? So I'm going to try to convey that as best as I can on here as well and um, give you a little bit more understanding as to what I do and how you might be able to, you know, get going on your own if it's something that, you know, you've been interested in. Um, maybe you've never actually stopped to wonder what it is I do and now you're just going to learn and maybe it will perk some extra intriguement. So I am a virtual assistant social media manager. What I do is I assist online and local businesses virtually. So whether it is an administrative task, an HR task, or something that has to do with their social media, I am that person that they can hire to outsource it. Now, I talked a little bit about outsourcing in a previous episode, and that was more towards uh, personal outsourcing (laughs) and, you know, your everyday personal life. So nannies, housekeepers, um, people to come in and help you cook, all that. So what I do is more of a business element. So a business owner will hire me to help them with their back end office. And a lot of times it is an online business owner. So whether they're an online brand, an online personality, maybe they have a coaching business, uh, if they're a speaker or maybe an author and they travel a lot, they're still needing a team behind them to support them, right? That's where I come in. So I'm the one helping with calendar management, email inbox management, making sure that, you know, they're being active and posting to social media, giving them ideas on content to go live on their social media with. All of that kind of is in the loose umbrella area of what I do. Now, virtual assistants can offer hundreds of services. There are so many different niches and specializations out there. Somebody might be just a website developer or they might be an expert in Facebook ads and that is their service that they offer. 
Whereas I am a little bit broader, but still try to be specific. When I first started, I was a general VA. And there are some people who have been doing this for many years that continue to stay a general VA, which means they are very well versed in a lot of different areas within an online or a small business. So anything from customer service to marketing to making sure your email automation is, um, you know, set up and running smoothly, um, helping to create the content, copywriting. There's so many different areas that they can assist on. And sometimes that's all your client needs is somebody that can add that little extra support in all of those areas. And then as your business grows, that person can become an online business manager, which means they kind of oversee all of that. And then they hire out people for specific duties. So that's kind of where I come in. So I am more niched into social media specifically and client relations specifically. And what that means is my focus for my clients is on their social media pages. So on Facebook, on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, I am responsible for engagement, posting, um, creating content, curating content, resourcing content, and giving it to them to sift through and review and then approve for me to post engaging with people who are on the page or who ask questions. And then on the flip side of that, I'm also kind of in the customer service realm. So I'm, you know, when you're sending in an email regarding a question or a concern, I'm the one answering that. I've even done phone calls, you know, there's a certain um, time where I was available. If somebody called in, I'm the one who received that call and helped troubleshoot whatever that person was. I um, currently assist a coach who does online programs. And so my role is during launch and during that whole program, I am the tech person. So if somebody has problems logging in, if they can't get something to download, if there's a link broken, I'm the one that goes in and troubleshoots and then gets back to them. So that's what I do. But it took me almost three years to reach this point. So I started my business back in 2016-ish. I um, I really started it back in 2015 as a very simple side-side gig for a family friend up north, um, just kind of posting to their social media um, regularly every few days. And that was the extent of it. But then as I dug deeper and became more aligned with the fact that I wanted something more balanced in my life other than the corporate life, which I refer to many times as the cube life, cubicle, haha, um, I love the people that I worked with and I've like the people I've worked with most of my corporate career, um, there have been a few, you know, sprinkles of um, people that I disliked, but you take the good with the bad, right? But I have always thought of myself growing up that I was going to be this kind of like corporate warrior, right? I was going to climb the ladder. I was going to be that executive. I was going to sit at the big table and I was going to be heard and I was going to be respected and I was going to be acknowledged that I offered something wonderful and that I was intelligent and smart and I was worthy of being there. 
And I accomplished that. And it was very satisfying. But I always felt like there was something missing. There was always a little piece of me that wasn't wholeheartedly there in the boardroom. And when we made the transition down to Southern California, I took a step back from corporate and I took a job where I built a department from the ground up. There was no human resources. There was no real administration among the office. I I took it and I built it and I'm extremely proud of what it what it became and what I left it as. But in the process of doing that, I one, my health declined and two, I was my priorities changed. And so I wasn't really in the area of energy I wanted to be moving forward in my life. And I've talked about this also on previous podcasts about the fact that, you know, conflict is what brings you you growth in your life and that, you know, um, comfort is the enemy of progress. And in my few years I've been here in the desert, I have really grown into those two quotes. I, I wholeheartedly believe in them and I offer them to people whenever I can because if it wasn't for the conflict Um, I wouldn't have been able to grow to a point where I could acknowledge that the corporate life, the, the nine to five desk job just wasn't my cup of tea anymore. And I had accomplished what I really wanted. And now that I had taken a step back from it, it wasn't as, um, fulfilling in my opinion. And so I needed to bring that, that rich challenge back into my life. So while I was recovering from surgery, I really started diving into this whole virtual assistant world. What is it? What was it? I'm a very rational person. Um, as many people may tell you, I am kind of the, my husband is the dreamer and I'm kind of the reality check. And so we balance each other out really well, but I am a very logical and rational person. I don't do things spontaneously and I don't really do things that I don't necessarily think out. So I wanted to make sure I had all of my research and support about this whole virtual assisting thing before I presented it to Tommy, because even though I knew he would be totally supportive and he had wanted me to quit my job for a while, I needed for myself to show that support and and just know that I was able to take this idea, run with it, and these are the results that I found. So that's what I did. I found a awesome course uh, through the virtualsavvies.com, and it was all about starting as a virtual assistant. And so I checked into it. They had a Facebook group. I um, went into the Facebook group, and I started asking a ton of questions, all of the same questions I get now in my inbox. So what is it that I can offer? These are my current skills. How do they translate to something online like this? Also, how much money can you actually make on this? This is what I'm making now. I need to make close to it or match it before I can leave. You know, the whole laundry list of things. And every single person that I talked to was a legitimate person in the United States with a 
what looked like, and, and some of them are still around today and they're, they're just banging it out. They had legitimate, positively operating, profitable businesses. And so it made me take a step back and go, okay, well, maybe all of this stuff isn't as, you know, shady as I thought. Maybe there is a world in here that is real that I can jump into. And that's what I did. So I jumped into this course that I found online and it quite literally was the game changer for me in getting my business kind of structured, understanding how to properly kind of launch it. There's no right way to launch a business. And I did an MLL um, business uh prior to this. And that taught me so much because it was an epic failure and it was terrible. And even though I enjoyed it and I liked it and I made some money, it wasn't my fuel of passion. And that came through, I think. So I learned a lot from that and I was able to take that experience and put it towards this. And this was something that got me fired up. I was excited. I was just totally um, sparked with curiosity and interest and intrigue about the whole thing and what it could become and kind of a, a vision. And looking at it now, I was playing really small, which was this, which is fine when you're starting out. Some people dive right in and they go big or go home. That wasn't me at that moment. So I I kind of launched and I I dove in. And you guys, I started in November, December, I booked my first client outside of the person I was already kind of helping um, by March. So that's what, four months later, I put my two weeks in at my job. I was so incredibly surprised <laughs> how fast it happened, right? And what the first year taught me in business was you have to take everything that comes at you because that's how you're going to learn what you love and what you really don't love. That's going to teach you the type of people you want to work with and the type of people you kind of shy away from or refer out. (laughs) And so I worked with a lot of clients my first year. And some of them I still have today. And some of them I was only with for a short period of time because we both figured out it wasn't a match. And that's the other thing, everyone. Like this community, just the community, online community in general, but really the VA, um, SMM, social media manager, world is so supportive and so welcoming and very... Um, friendly and competitive, but in a, I want to see your best self come out type of competitiveness. So they're like the friends that want the very best version of you. And it was so refreshing because I came from Silicon Valley, the Bay Area, where you literally take the wrong turn or make the wrong step in your job. And the next person in line is waiting to just point it out because they want your job, right? It's super competitive and it's exhausting as well. And with this, you don't have that. And there was such an element of 
surprise, but also joy um, that I could take a breath or I could make a mistake and it wasn't going to cost me my job. It wasn't going to cost me my client. It wasn't going to change anything drastically for me. And I know that a lot of people who work, work in the corporate world feel that a lot. So throughout the year, I've I learned through my first year, I learned a lot about the type of people I want to work with, the type of messages I want to be associated with, and I was really able to niche into what my zone of genius was, which is social media and customer relations, customer service, client relations, whatever you want to call it. And so moving on from there, I have been able to sustain this business because I became very clear on the fact that I needed to be super uh, transparent with my clients on the fact that I am, you know, I have a family, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and my evenings are dedicated to my family. And the reason why I left my cube job was because I wanted more balance with my family. But there's still this very sharp side of me that wants that professional satisfaction. And this was the way I could do it. And so I learned that I wanted to work with moms. I wanted to work with people who understood that my family was the priority in my life and that they are going to win um, every time. And in corporate, that's really hard to do because your job is your is your lifeline. And if you lose it, a lot of times it's really hard and you don't want to put that kind of strain on your family. So you think that what you're doing is best for your children or your family and you put your job ahead of them. And that's kind of how we've been groomed, you know, um, and taught what we've been taught. But I wanted to switch it up and say, no, 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 that's not how this is supposed to work. My job is supposed to come second. My work comes second to my family. And being in this business, I was allowed to do that. And I was able and given the awesome opportunity to work with women who understood and who, and who also embraced the same ideals that were completely open and welcome to the fact that yeah, that's fine. You know, whenever you, their mentality is, this is the work. This is when it's due. When you do it, it's completely up to you. Um, and that was awesome. It's so awesome. And what this business, what what this, um, you know, opportunity of um, new adventure, new, you know, business has allowed me to do is wake up, not stressed in the morning, um, not crunch my entire evening into three hours at night, be more present with my husband, be more present with my child, be in a happier place, be in a higher energy, um, be in a better balance of alignment within myself my health has gotten better. Just my overall well-being has improved significantly all because I'm able to take control and live out exactly how I want my day to go. Now, I'm not going to be 
completely <laughs> um, roses and you know rainbows. I have bad days. I have bad weeks. I have bad months. That's part of being in business for yourself. And you have your months where you don't make your income that you were anticipating or somebody's late on payment or you F something up on a project and you have to take accountability for that. I just recently had three clients completely ghost me all at the same time. They just zip dropped all gone. No, I've emailed, I've, I've tried to reach out and contact them and just nothing. So that money that I was anticipating is gone which you have to account for when you're in business for yourself, there will be clients that do that. And I'm here in my third year and it just happened to me. So it's never going to not be there. It's always going to be a probability. It could be something that comes up. I want to say now though, because of that, I have become better at understanding when I'm talking to a client, the things to look for. And when I'm looking at their... um, uh, services, how long they've been in business, what they've put out for people, programs they've launched, group sizes. I'm able to get a better reading on where they're at in business and what season they're in. So I can, for myself, have a better understanding and insight of, is this a client going to be more longevity or is this a short-term client? And I'm really happy that I have that knowledge now because it gives me the opportunity to say, hey, I want to make a few extra bucks, you know, this month or next month because we have a vacation coming up. So I know kind of who to look for and who to pitch to in order to get that business for one or two months because I know that they can utilize the support right then and there, but in a few months, they're not going to need it. Or if I know, hey, okay, I'm going to be losing a client who I've had for several months. I need to replace that. I know what to look for to pitch to somebody that is looking for somebody. And I know they're going to be a client that I can grow with and keep for the long haul. So those are all really important factors to kind of uh, bridge in when you're in business, right? And then the, the biggest thing is the money. Everybody wants to know about the money. Do you really make money on this? How much do you make, you know? And the truth is, is I've been able to pretty much replace my salary I had in the corporate world. And it's been a a process. I'm not going to be, you know, unclear on that. It's been a process. It's been three years in the making. So when I initially left my job, no, I was not making what I am bringing in now monthly. But I hit milestones, which gives you that boost of confidence and that extra kind of jolt that you're in the right direction. And so what it comes, what it came down to initially was, okay, what are we spending on childcare? What are we spending on gas? What are we spending on eating out? Breakfast, not breakfast. Well, breakfast, because I had a terrible habit of going to Starbucks every morning and getting a super expensive coffee and a croissant. And then what am I spending on lunch to go out? And then most of the time we'd go out to dinner because I was so exhausted. (laughs) I didn't want to cook or I didn't pull anything out to thaw out and it was frozen or 
guess what? We just didn't have the time to make dinner and eat it before bedtime. (laughs) And so when you put all of that together, what we were gaining or losing was pretty insignificant. So for us, when I reached a certain point, it was kind of a no-brainer, like we're making this jump because we can do it. And yes, we saw a slight decrease in, you know, what we were putting in our bank account, but that was only temporary. And I got to tell you, like what outside of the monetary value, what I was able to profit in within myself, for my family, for my son, for our home was way far greater than a monetary uh, because my husband said within a week he saw a change. He goes, I, I feel like I got a part of you back. I feel like I could come in and really have a conversation with you and not not feel like you were possibly going to snap at me because you were stressed about something or somebody did something at work that made you mad, whatever the excuse was. And we all know that side of us, right? I I know that I, I grew up and my dad was an was the breadwinner. He had a very demanding job though. And I knew this. So I knew that after coming home and from commuting and working, sometimes he needed some cool down time, right? And that's what I needed. But I hated the fact that I needed it and in the first place, right? So now I don't need a cool down time. Or if I do, it's because I have a big project that I'm working on. And it's so few and far between now that it's almost like I I don't even have to say anything and, and Tommy knows. Like he knows that he just needs to kind of step in and help out with things because I, I have been vocalizing to him and communicating with him about the project and he is well aware of what's going on. And so the money is great, don't get me wrong. Like it's, it's fantastic and I recommend if – somebody can do it, then do it. But I also don't want anybody to get the idea that it was, you know, overnight I replaced my salary. That's not what happened. I worked, uh, simultaneously with my growing my business and my cute and my corporate job together for a few months while I grew my client list. And then once my client list and my income were to the point where I needed it to be, I was able to drop one. I was able to give more time to my business because I had the support of my husband to take things on during the week um, or give me time on the weekends to work on it. Some of you single parents or some of you, um, you know, women or men in marriages that don't have a supportive partner, it will be a little bit of a longer struggle possibly because you have other obligations or You don't get that time away that I did to focus. And I don't want that to diminish or to deter you from trying it out. I've told many people, it's fine that you have that. You just have to learn how to work around it um, and you have to want it. So if somebody isn't supportive of it, it's usually because they're scared um, that you're going to be taking time away from them. Um, or they are scared that you might be stumbling into something that is going to make you money and you can be home. And that scares them one, if they're the dominant person in the relationship. 
Um, but also if that means that you're living exactly what they want to be living and they're not able to, right? So you have like this little jealous component pop in. And so you have to be aware of those things and you have to know those walking in. So you have to be very aware when you're getting ready to start a business, when you're researching it, if you've already done that and you're getting ready to launch, you have to understand the outside of what your world is going to look like from that business. And don't go in with the expectation that that money is going to be there right off the bat. I know that a lot of people online that are, you know, big personalities, big online brands, they sell this, oh, I made, you know, I had a $40,000 launch or I made, you know, $500,000 last year. Uh, That's complete bullshit. How long have you been in business for real? right? Because to become an overnight sensation usually means you've been in business for mm, a few years, right? And there's one gal I follow. Her name is Amanda Francis. And I love her because of her transparency. She puts her numbers out there and she's like, yo, in my first year, I made $15,000. Then my second year, I went to 25. And then my third year, I bounced to 75 and then my fourth year was 150. She is very, you know, and she's a million dollar company now, but she's very transparent and she's very clear on the fact that, hey, I didn't become Amanda Francis overnight. It took years of building before that happened. And so that's the biggest piece of advice that I give people when I'm talking about either my own personal business or I'm talking to somebody who's interested in starting their own, that you have to go walking in with the expectation you're not going to make money at first, but as you build it, yes. And it's a very possible that within a few weeks, you can double, triple your income. But I always tell people never rely on that either because it can be gone just like mine was in a few weeks, it might be a big splurt and then boom, everyone's done or business got slow for them. And so they cut you off. Right. So that's there's so many different elements in when you're going into business for yourself. And I try to be I try to cover all of them when I'm talking to people. But for the sake of this particular episode, I'm trying not to be as detailed And (laughs) if you want more details, you can message me and we can have a whole conversation about it. But just to give everybody a little bit of insight on my personal experience. So my first year in business was part time and I walked away with about 15,000. My second year was full time and I doubled that. And then my third year that I just rounded out, I doubled that. So I have consistently doubled my income every year. And if you continue on that trajectory, um, I will hit uh, next year, I will hit my um, six digit figure, which I'm pretty psyched about. So there's definitely drive and ambition and spark and that crave to make that milestone for me and everybody's milestones are different uh some of the people I um you know am 
working with or that um, are in the same space as me, their vision is to have this huge agency and to do, um, you know, work with hundreds of clients. Mine is not that. Mine is to work with a handful of really positive, kick-ass women and be part of their operation and know that I have a say in it and that I'm part of their team exclusively. That's what my vision is because I also want to make sure that my my name's going on all that stuff, right? And I want to be known to be that personal person that they can co- go to and have a conversation. And it's not like we're going to have the conversation and then some other third party is going to be doing the work. No, I'm doing the work. It's my name. I'm putting it out there. It's all me. For me, I wanted to be very authentic in that. And that's one of my core values is that, you know, when you hire me, you get me. You don't get my assistant. You don't get anybody else. You just get me. And so some people's visions are going to be different. Some people just want to make the minimum to make rent and the bills and a little extra on the side so that they can stay home. And that's perfectly fine. That's kind of what I got going on now, right? I am paying my bills. I've got some extra on the side for fun and I'm able to stay home. So in my book, I'm winning, right? Other people though, they want more. They want this empire, which is amazing and I give them so many high fives and go do it right um and then some people don't some people are very content with just being I have a gal that I've been working with for um almost two years now she's a website developer that's all she does and she's completely content she takes on like two or three clients a month she's got you know her list of people who are waiting she's booked out two months and that's all she does. She's, but she loves it. And that's where, for me, I love the work that I do. I don't want to give it to somebody else because I like it. And I think that it comes through with my clients as well, because I've had my clients for so long now. I think that there's a huge compliment just within that, that I'm with my teams and we're growing and there's been growth since I've come onto the team and I'm doing what is completely 100% to their brand and it makes me really proud to be a part of a movement and an impact that those women are making on their audience and you know within their own tribes of of women or men so in closing <laughs> because I wanted to try to keep this short and I'm um, wanting to wrap it up here. So my business, that's what I do. Virtual assistant, social media manager. I, um, you know, launched a few years ago and because of the way that I work, I've been able to sustain that. And though it didn't make me the money I wanted right off the bat, I'm now to the point where it does. And I'm super jazzed about that because um, who wouldn't be able to be home and create their day how they want um, and still make the money that they need in order to live comfortably? Like, yeah, sure, let's go. (laughs) And so I am open to anybody who has any other questions. um, Message me. I want to empower and support anybody who is just curious because 
they're loving the fact that I am drinking my coffee, staring out the window, and I'm going to go have a lunch date today, and then I'm going to go do some shopping at Hobby Lobby, and then I have the rest of my evening to do whatever I want, right? Because that's what you want. And not too long ago, I was sitting at table with a colleague of mine, co-worker, um, probably about, gosh, maybe seven, eight years ago. And we would see these women come in and they were having these beautiful lunches with wine and laughing and they had no cares in the world. And I remember thinking, damn, I want to be like that someday. I don't want to be rushed for my one hour lunch and I can't have a glass of wine or I can't really enjoy my meal or I only have $25 in my bank account so I have to only get this. I don't want to live this life. I want that life over there. I want to feel what they are exuberating right now. And guess what? I am living it right now. You know, I am embodying it. It is mine. I am so freaking proud and amazed with myself sometimes. And I have such a fantastic support system. So I want to um, close by saying thank you to everybody who has been part of this journey because without them, it would have been a lot harder. And so that's my other point I want to make is anybody who doesn't have the partner or spouse that's supportive, the family that's supportive, the, um, I mean, even at my corporate job, that family was supportive. If you don't have that, I will be that for you because you need it. There will be days that you need that extra pep talk. You need that cheerleader in your life. I will be it. I am a cheerleader by nature. So, I mean, and I did it for 10 years. So I'm like the perfect candidate to be that for you. And it it doesn't even have to be about this. It can be about anything. If you're listening to this and you just need somebody in your life who can give you that extra pep in your step or give you that boost, you know, that you need sometimes because we all need it, let me know because I 100% am there for you. And... I think that it's, I want to repay back the community and the environment and the just pure happiness that I have been introduced to while doing this. I want to give you some of that. I want to offer that to you and share it because everybody deserves a little bit of it. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch up on the next episode. Bye.